Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the hundredth episode of the Uppercut Podcast. Happy hey. birthday, everybody! Let's Damn, fucking I wish go. we had the fucking. Burr, 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 burr. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, shout out to us. This is fucking awesome. Happy hundredth birthday to us. Um, yeah, we're gonna start by talking about the new fights that were made today. There's a there's three new big fights that were made, and then we're gonna talk about reviewing UFC Fight Night. Almeida versus Lewis. So let's begin with the new fights that were made today. The first fight that I want to talk about is Sean Strickland versus Drickus Duplessis. Um, and I'm going to start with you, Mikey, because I'm interested in what you think uh, about this fight. I, I actually thought before this, I don't know who they're going to throw at Strickland at this point to knock him off his third, and I don't think it's going to be Drickus. I'm with I think, you. I think Strickland's going to start rolling the guys in the division. His gas tank. In the, st- in the strides he took against Adesanya, just pumping him for five rounds, I think he's created a gap between the rest of these guys. I think we're going to start seeing it. I think so, too, actually. And I don't. I agree with you. I think I think he's going to be able to outsmart Drickus and uh, outpoint him to get the win here. What do you think, Jeff? I don't know, man. After the Robert Whitaker fight, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for fucking Drickus to take my heart out and fucking kill me, dude. He, he's <laughs> I feel like he's going to fucking somehow beat Sean. I mean, like you guys said, I I, I want to say Sean's going to outpoint him. But, fuck, man, I don't know. Drake is such a fucking beast. Yeah, he's he's looking good right now. I, th- there is always that opportunity uh, for, you know, the K- the one-shot KO from Drake. He has that power that can put Sean out. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's how the fight goes. But... I really do think that Sean's going to be able to avoid that and just be smart and uh, outpoint him to get the win. Um, all right. The next fight is Ilya Taporia versus Volk in February. Um, we kind of knew this one was coming, so this one isn't as big as, of a surprise. We don't have to go super depth on it because we talked about it already, too, that we thought um, we were worried about Volk taking on Taporia and that Taporia was not the guy that we wanted to see him take on after getting knocked out. So I'm a little bit worried for Volk here, but we kind of were expecting this. What were you thinking, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, fuck it. I think Volk won't roll him. I mean, I want to say Volk won't roll him. Fuck it. Give me Volk. But Taporia, uh, he's so fucking dangerous. But I feel like I felt the same exact way about, uh, what you call it, Yair, and Volk steamrolled him in. It's kind of the same situation coming off the same exact loss, same chip on his shoulder, actually an even worse loss. That that's that's just the only part is is his chin gonna hold up, but it's fucking bulk. I think it does. I think so too, Mikey. Yeah, I completely agree. And I just don't think as dangerous as Taporia is, he's not Islam. Like he doesn't present the same obstacles that Islam does. And that's kind of been the that's kind of been the only formula to beat Volk to this point. Like, the boxing formula that fucking Taporia showed against Josh Emmett was amazing, but that hasn't really been the recipe to beat Volk, and I don't see how he's going to just just out of nowhere implement a new game plan to his style. So I think if he goes in with the same style as always, this will be – this. I think Volk will win, but this might be one of the last impressive wins we see him get of his career as it winds down. Yeah, I could see that happening too. I hope that's not the case. Uh, I really hope that's not the case. But yeah, let's move on now. The final fight that was made was Cheeto versus Sugar Sean. Um, I'm in the camp that I don't think Cheeto deserves this shot. Uh, I think it should go to Sanhagen or someone else. But 
it's they're going to run it back. I do understand the history aspect of it, so it kind of makes sense. But I, I, I don't know. Um, I understand why they gave him the shot uh, in the first place because it sells more pay per views for sure. And at the end of the day, the UFC is a business, so there's that. But we can start with you, Mikey. How are you feeling about this fight? Yeah, I heard um a couple guys saying that they thought you know I think MMA Picker might have been one of them saying that. You know, they thought Cheeto, this was a bad matchup, and Sean's going to roll him. And I do think if Cheeto goes in fighting Sean, how he fought his last fight, he's going to get steamrolled. He can't stand a distance, try to jab, jab Sean's head away. But if he fights his normal fight, you know, kind of takes his time, analyzes, hits a big shot, maybe gets it a little dirty, he definitely has a chance. I don't think this is by any means you go into this thinking it's going to be a steamroll. Because Sean put on a hell of a performance going out against Aljo. I'm just wondering if that was lightning trapped in a bottle. Is more what I'm wondering. And yeah. we'll really see it next fight. I agree. What are you thinking, Jeff? Dude, it might be fucking championship Cheeto time, man. I've been saying it all along. He's finally getting the shot. I mean, and I, I, I love Sean and all, but I really think this is going to be a damn good fucking matchup. I... Hate to say it, I think Cheeto might edge one out at, I mean, early prediction, but, dude, I, they're both, like, the same exact kind of fighter, I, and I just feel like Cheeto, I mean, we saw the knockout potential on Aljo, but I feel like Cheeto really has, like, a crazier weapon range, I feel like, yeah. late in the, especially late, and that, I, that can really do it. Yeah, and I'm wondering if this is going to be kind of like, you remember we were talking about how we thought Moreno was going to roll Pantoja because Pantoja really hadn't fought a five-rounder. I'm wondering if Cheeto comes in that fourth and fifth round because that's I think it'll get there, and he puts on like the performance of a lifetime. Yeah, well, yeah. that's where he, that's where he caught, uh, what's his face? The, Dom. the guy that, Yeah, Dom. So, yeah, it was like fourth round, I think. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I could see either one happening. I, I think what I want to see happening Actually, I don't know what I want. I just want Sandhagen to get a chance because I think he can. I think he could be a dominant champion too. I really do. Me too. I'd like to um, see Sandhagen get it. All right, let's transition now. Talking about a very strange UFC Sao Paulo card. Honestly, not a very good one. Do you guys agree with that? No. Y- I, yes, I agree with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought I this agree. card was bad. The main event. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Jeff. Yeah, I was about to say, keep going, keep going. No, yeah, Halton Almeida. Yeah, Halton Almeida versus Derek Lewis. Uh, I mean, this was just rough. We knew what Almeida was going to try to do Dallin the whole time. Fucking yeah, that was terrible to watch. There's not really much to say about this. This was fucking terrible. Jeff? Yeah. I, look, I'm getting tired <laughs> fucking thinking about it, dude. That shit was garbage. <laughs> it was so bad. It was I mean, terrible. It, oh God. Dalton I, I did what he had to do to win, but... Fuck, I'd rather watch paint dry. Me too. Um, Yeah, not much to go on this one, unless you have anything to say, Mike. No, and I, you know, I'm usually on the other side of these kind of things when a boring fight's happen. I'm a big Marab fan, so I try to be on the other side for the <laughs> most part. But the one thing about Marab, at least he causes damage. Like, yeah. he causes damage in the clinch, or he does box sometimes. What the fuck was this, dude? This was bad. Like, what the fuck was this? There wasn't even, like, strikes being thrown. I mean, we already knew coming in that Lewis is cooked. He's so beyond cooked, it's not even funny. <laughs> he is. But if he fights Romanov next fight, hear me out. 
Okay. <laughs> he might win. <laughs> yeah, he, he could. Might, yeah, he could <laughs> win that one. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Co-main event was one of the best fights, one of the two best fights on the card for sure. This was fucking awesome. Nick Dalby, the Brazilian killer, looking like he's getting the shit beat out of him by Bonfim before spamming head head knees. Bonfim was not doing the thing where you put your hand on the on the canvas. He like was hovering right above, and um. He literally ate like a million Nick Dalby uh, elbows and knees and then eventually gets knocked out. This was what a performance from Nicholas Dalby. Holy fuck. I should have bet on him. I I don't know why I didn't. This was fan fucking tastic and I was shocked to see it happen. Uh, Jeff, how are you feeling about this one? Yeah, I mean, what a bad weekend for the Bond Fiends. I mean, first fucking the other Bond theme has to pull, fight Ishmael. fucking falls through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this one fucking dude, you could see like Bonfim Gabriel Gabriel Bonfim, like his fucking he kinda gave his all in that first and really like emptied his tank on that ground and pound in that first and dude early in that second fucking Dalby just gave it to him. He yeah. fucking put him through hell. He was in his mitt from the fucking get go. Yeah, he showed him that there was levels to this game. Uh, that was you could tell that was Bonfim's first time fighting someone who did not react to his strikes because Dalby was just eating him and kept pushing forward, and you could see it in uh, Bonfim's face that he was like, "Holy fuck, this guy's nuts." Uh, but yeah, what did you take away from this one, Mike? Yeah, I'm so glad you said that, Max. That's exactly what I was fucking thinking too. I think this is one of the minstas. It happens in the UFC a lot. I think it happens because there's usually such a big amount of time between fights. Guys will make their debut, have a big fight, and people start acting like they're just going to fucking roll every ranked competitor there is and become champion within a year. And I think that's what we're probably guilty of it too. Everyone did with the with the Bonfim brothers. Like they get a couple of big wins and we just act like they're automatically going to be the fucking welterweight champions of the world. Like that's what I feel like we were all talking about last year. And now we really saw what he's made of when he had to fight a true contender. And not saying this defines his career, but... If you would have told me last year that Bonfim loses Nick Dolby, I would have been like, yeah, fucking right. But yeah. now seeing it in person, it's it's completely believable. You saw the holes in this game. Yeah, we just saw that Dolby's extremely fucking tough and can take a punch. And if you're if you're a little bit too one sided, he can beat you. If he can beat you in that one thing, you're not going to get the win there. So well, yeah, I, and I think I was we all had a fucking uh, lot of high hopes on Ishmael more than Gabriel too. Ismail's the one who knocked out McKenney, right? I thought Gabriel was. Or maybe it, was, it might have been Gabriel, but whatever one, one of them had a huge performance last year at fucking yeah. in the same in arena. Brazil. Yeah. And then got wrecked the next fight. So I just think it's like funny how us as USC fans always do that. Someone comes yeah. out of a big debut and automatically they're the next big thing. Doesn't uh, usually tend to end up like that. I know. It really doesn't. All right. Uh, Rodrigo Nascimento Ferreira versus Dante Mays. Anything you guys have to say about this one? I don't have anything. Yeah, Dante Mays. Yeah, Don, not good. Dante <laughs> Mays is not good. Uh, I agree with you there. Um, Jeff, did you have something you wanted to say? Nah, nothing. <laughs> you don't want to say anything. All right. Keep going. I was just saying it was Ismail Bonfim. <laughs> oh, it was Ismail Bonfim? That, yeah, okay. Yeah, Whoops, my yeah he knocked Ishmael out McKinney, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, and Kyle Barallo. Next fight. For real. Kyle Barallo versus Iwas. What, what, what happened with Dontel? Dontel. 
Not shit. It was boring <laughs> as fuck. We we mentioned it. You it said you didn't have anything to say dude. about it. All um, right. Same Reasonable. with same with Kyle Barallo versus Abus Magomedov. There was Kyle Barallo. First off, Magomedov was one of those prospects that Mikey mentioned. Came into the UFC. We all thought he was fucking hot shit. Now he's been proving he's not that good. Um, Kyle Barallo just has insane jujitsu and is elite at that. Uh, I I want to see him fight someone legit good though. Uh, but Mikey he really you... showed. But oh, keep going. Yeah, no, Mikey go, got. <laughs> I, I wanted to say, dude, Kyra really showed off that striking. This, this he did. Like, he did it, show it, it was a whole new wrinkle. I, I, I really, I think it was a great show for Kyle. Yeah, Mike. Me too, and I will be sporting his entire full violence at a Kyle Barhalo shirt with his face on it, and I ordered it, so I will be sporting it for his next fight night. <laughs> Are you gonna get Can't the free spirit down. neck tat? It's on. It's on the <laughs> shirt, so maybe I like. Sharpie it on my neck for the next fight. <laughs> Not a bad idea, dude. I think idea. that shirt's like fucking only fifty of them or something like that. Oh, yeah, sick. I'm, I'm one of fifty, dude. That's fucking. Dope. <laughs> um, yeah, no, good showing, uh, for Kyle Barallo there. I just want to see him fight. I don't think Abu Smagomedov is not that good, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I don't think he was due for a ranked contender yet. I think now after no. this win, probably. I agree. I I just I feel like he doesn't fight a ton. I feel like there's um. There's a good amount of time in between his fights. Like he fought Miho Lexi J Chuck in April. So that was you know, like probably eight ish months, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, I want to see him be a tad bit more active because I think he's pretty fun to watch. Um Yeah, and he's not super young either. So like he doesn't really have youth on his side. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think he could make a little bit of a run too. So I want to see him fight a little bit more. Uh Elvis Brenner versus Kyan uh Khrushchevsky, which is weird because he's I was we sure about the lineage on that guy? He's from Brazil with a <laughs> European last name. <laughs> you guys, well, yeah, dude, you guys might... I tried to do some research into it. I couldn't find it. He could be one of the. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. The SS I, escapees. Yes. Uh, I'm not putting it out there. I was just, <laughs> I was just thinking, thinking out loud. Um, nonetheless, <laughs> I said uh, it out loud. <laughs> he got knocked the fuck out by Elvis Brenner. Uh, a weird side of the temple KO face plan out cold. Uh, that one was fucking crazy. What did you feel about that one, Mike? Yeah, I just did. Did anyone hear that usually announced it on like Monday or Tuesday? Did he get cut? Like, I was just uh, wondering, just... is this like one of those instances where you get a couple fights and you get a bad loss and then you get cut? It definitely it, is. Okay. I, I haven't, I'm checking right now. I, don't, I didn't see it. That's what popped yeah. in my head during live. I was like, this is one of those knockouts that's really hard to recover from. Yeah, that's a fucking old yeller if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, guys have gotten, and, and not saying he's a horrible fighter, but guys have got cut. In, for a lot less than that, so. Oh, this just in. Uh, Jan Blahovich versus Alexander Rakic, UFC 297. Oh, I like that one. That's a fun one. Oh, Jin Frey just got cut. Damn, four days ago, oh, I really? guess not just got cut, but damn. Uh, no updates on anyone else being cut though. Okay. Um, yeah, that's. I agree. That's an old. Right other, now, we're sure. just calling for this dude's job. No, we're not. That, sorry, I don't. I didn't mean that. Um, I was just curious. Yeah, I don't know. Let's let's talk about the Renot fight. This fight was fucking awesome. This was, I think, the best fight on the card. Dolby, I think, was number two. But this so good. I was so excited uh, to I, I, we, I was just hyped up fucking watching it. Um, Renat was cooked for a second, dude. He was just in a chokehold for like, I don't know, 30 seconds and got out of it. It was shocking. Um, he is a fucking manimal. And I like I really like this decision of majority draw. I, I wanted to start there. How did you feel about the decision, Jeff? Yeah, I, I, I liked it too. I, 
dude, I feel like he, Marina could have lost for real. I could see that as well. Dude, the, I thought it was a draw, but I could see third, it going to him. Dude, pissed. Rina got real sloppy late in that fight. But yeah, it was an absolute fucking banger, nonetheless. Yeah, Mike? Yeah, I, I kind of like, too, that we got to see the not perfect Rina who just rolls everybody. Cause Me too. He's another one, too. I think that win, after, that win over battle last year, we all kind of thought, yeah. oh, man, here's another Russian. He might be able to fucking win the title. He definitely is not invincible by any means, and I don't think he's a true contender yet. Will he be? Maybe. Is he yet? I don't know. And like Jeff said, Jeff mentioned the gas tank and only a three-rounder. Imagine him fighting a five-rounder against one of these top welterweights. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't he think he's old, ready for that yet. And he is 32. That's like I was about to say that. Around, that's around yeah. prime. He's not going to be getting much better, um, but you'll start to see that decline slowly. So he does need to make a run now if he's going to make one. Yeah, and so. I'm sure he's a fantastic martial artist, but in terms of a UFC career, I don't think he's going to end. For all the hype that came around this guy, I don't think he's going to end with like the most notable one of all time by any means. No. If I'm him, I'm asking for a bit, for some big opponents, though, to capitalize. Yeah, on you game. better start rushing him in. Yeah. Um, no any other intended. thoughts on this fight, Jeff? Nope. All right, Honestly. let's go to the final fight we're going to cover. Vitor Petrino knocks out Modestus Bukowskis pretty brutally. Uh, poor Modestus, dude. He he kind of he came back. He looks pretty solid there. Um, he had that decision win against Zach Pauga. He had a decision win against Tyson Pedro after his injury, um, but gets sent back down to earth by Vitor Petrino, who is ten and zero and looks like kind of a monster. Not gonna lie to you. Um, and we can start with you on this one, Mikey. How did you feel about this fight? Yeah, I, I was pretty shocked because wasn't Petrino the dog coming into this fight too? I believe he was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just he timed it perfect. There really wasn't much to even take from it. Bukaskis, you know, he's another guy who treads in the, he treads in the middle of the light heavyweight, so it wasn't super shocking that he came out on the other end of this fight, but I think we all had hopes that he was going to win. And Vitor Petrino, yeah, like you said, 10-0, he might be here to stay, especially knocking motherfuckers out the way he does. I mean, come on, dude. I know. Jeff? Yeah, I mean, Bukowskis, he really started off pretty decent. And then, dude, you could see, like, as soon as, what you call it, Petrino started getting his timing down and fucking landed that jab in that late first over. And then, yeah. of course, what does he fucking, what does the finishing sequence start with? A fucking big old jab. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, so... Any other final thoughts on this card? On obviously not a great card. It's a couple. Yeah, of I wanted fights. to mention one thing. Uh, do you guys think? Because I do think. Do you think Angela Hill could maybe possibly make the Hall of Fame in almost like a Jim Miller kind of way, where she just literally has fought everyone and won yeah. a lot of big fights? Like, the UFC Hall of Fame is doesn't have like the most prestigious people in it all the time, and. I don't know, dude. I was just, like, comparing her to Jim Miller in my head of the women's divisions, and I was like, dude, she, she might make the Women's Hall of Fame. It, it is nuts. Ah. She, Jim uh, Miller's 36 wait, is, and 17. Is Mata in the fucking Hall of Fame? No way, right? Not yet. Uh, I don't know, dude. She might be. Uh, I don't I don't see the... It events. couldn't have been yet, but... I don't think so. But yeah, but, yeah, that that's like the keystone. If if Modafferi gets in, fuck it, might as well land yeah, on Helen. Well but land, but land. 
She's only 16 and 13, though. So it's like she's Jeff, fought what? everybody. She's lost a lot, too, though. Jeff, Brother. what was up with your boy Blood Diamond? See, he should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Hall of Famers, I don't understand why they cut him. I mean, uh, he might have failed a fucking piss test for fucking glue in his system, but <laughs> that's the only reason I could see why they cut the most exciting and most electric fighter in the whole whole fucking UFC. It is a mystery. I'm not sure why they cut him. He's he's got my watch every time. Um, all right. That's gonna wrap it for our 100th episode of the Uppercut Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Free blood to us diamond. The free blood diamond. Thank you so much for listening to us through 100 episodes. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We're here's to a thousand more uh, and even more. So yeah, thank you all for listening and peace. Mm-hmm.